Today's topic is the beginnings of Christianity. Now, before we get started, I'll just remind you, we've talked about it before. Yes, we do need to talk about religion. We do because it's such an important part of so many people's, uh, their way of viewing the world and their uh, reason for making decisions. So yeah, we need to talk, talk about it. Um, what we can't do is we can't advocate for or preach it here, here in school. Um, now, why, why should you know about Christianity? Because Christians are the largest religious group, and they have been for a really long time. Uh, of those who claim a religion in the world, most, well, actually, um, not even of those who claim a religion, those who claim anything are 31.2% are Christians. That's from uh, 2015. It's the latest data available at this moment. So you need to know it. You're going to run into Christians. You need to know why they may do what they do. Now, there's a lot of diversity within Christianity, and we'll talk about that later when it happens in history. But now we're going to go clear back to the year 1. Actually, probably the year 4 B.C. So a uh, baby's born. They name him Yeshua. We pronounce it Joshua usually. In Greek, that's Iseos which we pronounce Jesus. It, it means the Lord is salvation. Now, his title in Hebrew is the Messiah. Translate that to, to Greek is the Christ, um, the Savior, the person who saves, saves people. So this Jesus, he is the son of a carpenter. And it, it's really interesting. I, I, I like teaching about him because so often we learn about people like Alexander the Great who is born to a powerful father and has every advantage in the world. And he changes the course of the world with, with those things. Uh, but Jesus is, he's with a carpenter and a young mother, and yet he manages to change the world too. Um, his teachings, when he gets to be about 30, he goes uh, teaching. Um, first, he really argues, he, he grows up in the Jewish tradition with Judaism, and he pulls things down uh, in Christianity, like in uh, in Buddhism, there were the four noble truths. In Christianity, it's the two great commandments, and the two great commandments are number one is love God. So we're we're keeping with monotheism. There's there's one God, and you should love Him and do what He asks you to do. The second commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And those are the two. Those are the two chief rules of Christianity. Now, rules for living, Jesus gives uh, what we call the golden rule. And it's actually fairly common. They, they call it a cultural universal because it's common for people who even aren't Christians um, you should know that it is a direct, it's directly opposite of Hammurabi's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth thing. Jesus, in fact, he mentions that and he's like, you've heard this said, but this is not the way I want you to live. I want you to live the golden rule. The golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do to you. In other words, you're going to treat others as you want them to treat you. You act towards them in the way you would want them to act towards you. And that's his, basic, that's his basic rule for living. 
Now, Jesus became incredibly popular. People followed him around. They learned of his teachings. They said he could do miracles. So he builds up a lot of followers. That made him unpopular. So being popular made him unpopular with certain groups, especially the leaders of the different churches that were in Israel at the time. Um, there's one group in particular called the Sanhedrin. Now, sometimes they're called the rulers of the Jews. And they, didn't, they were threatened by his popularity. But because they were under Rome, they couldn't do anything to him directly. All they could do is call him in and question him. And so when they do, they try to get him and catch him and, and get him to say something that will make the Romans angry, but they don't really manage it. But in spite of that, they send him over to the Roman authorities and they say, hey, you know, this guy, he's an insurrectionist. He's going to rise up and, and overthrow the government. And the Romans interview him and they're like, you know, do you claim to be a king? And he's like, not of any kingdom in this world. And so uh, the Roman authorities, they're always afraid of a revolt. They're always afraid that the Jews are going to revolt. Remember bread and circuses? They, they just, they're worried about people rising up. And since the Sanhedrin are so angry and some of their followers are so angry, they worry about a revolt. So the Roman authority, he goes in, he washes his hands to say, I'm washing my hands of this problem. This, this isn't me doing this. You guys get what you want. We're going to go ahead and, and execute him. And so they execute him by crucifixion. Um, but one of the key things in Christianity is that he gets placed inside this tomb. They roll a huge rock in front of it. Three days later, the Christians claim that he has come back to life in a, a perfect form and here comes the, the fundamental belief, the most important. The Christians believe that Jesus suffered for the sins of everyone who will follow him. So this crucifixion, he suffered immensely, and finally he, he gets resurrected. And the reason for that is so that he gets the power to forgive sins for everyone else. And so that's, that's the fundamental belief of Christianity. And that, in... You know, six minutes is the founding of Christianity. <laughs>